You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chalk Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. With Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This indeed is Chalk Talk. I know you've m- missed my voice. I am indeed Renee Canales. This is not a ghost that you're talking to. <laughs> I am here in the flesh, joined by our producer for the day, Evan Maza. Evan, it's been a it's a pleasure. It's been a while since we've been, uh, been, we been in the room together here. How you been, man? I've been hanging in there. All you right. right. Not bad. How about you? How's your how's your jaw and everything? How's, uh, how's that? that it's, How you it's better. It's better. I, I went to yawn today and it kind of cracked on me. So I mean, it? yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So <laughs> take it day by day, right? Yeah, right. One day um, at a time. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of things have happened since I la- since I last been here. Um, the St. Louis Blues won their first Stanley Cup final give, give in me your franchise opinion. history. Give me your opinion on the on the St. Louis Blues winning. What you what you think of that series overall and the St. Louis Blues winning? And what what did they do better than the Bruins to win this series? I mean, it was just. I mean, when it came down to it. Jordan Bennington stood on his head in Game 7. Do you think he should have won the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs MVP? Uh, the, the or do you think- uh, I mean, yeah, you could have given it to Ryan O'Reilly, obviously. Both of them had stupendous playoffs. Uh, I thought Jordan Bennington was the one who should have won it, but either or would have been a, uh, would have been a great decision, regardless. Absolutely. Uh, I, think in, I think, I mean, the Boston Bruins played their type of game in the playoffs. Uh, they were physical. One through four, their top lines were, were, were good. Tuka Rask was outstanding. It just it didn't work out for him in Game Seven. Gave up the 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 four goal the three goals, four goals, and you know that was pretty much the end of it. But uh, congratulations to the St. Louis Blues. They they won their first Stanley Cup final in franchise history, which is awesome because not only was it them, the Toronto Raptors also won their first NBA championship in franchise history over the Golden State Warriors in six games. Incredible. What the Toronto Raptors were able to do in the finals, they won three games at the Oracle Arena. That's see that's three. That's, that that that's, is the most incredible thing that I that that came out of this series. It's the most difficult thing to do in the NBA today. Exactly, take, taking three games at, at the Oracle Arena. You that's know? why and, it was so incredible what they did. It's like taking two games at, at Gillette Stadium: one game in the regular season, one yeah. game in the playoffs. And you, it's just hard to do that. It's it, incredibly hard it, to do that. It is extremely difficult, and yeah, we get it. You know, there's that asterisk, I, I guess you can say, no Kevin Durant. Clay Thompson goes down twice in this series with the last, uh, with the last one being a torn ACL. Um, I understand that Kevon Looney was hurt. And, you know, everybody can make up the excuses, right? But at the end of the day, they won. You can't really say anything about it. No. They played their game, right? You had players like Serge Ibaka. Making a huge difference in this series when he came off the bench. Pas- Pascal Siakam. I was going to save him for last. Pascal Siakam, right? He's draw game one. He had a stupendous game. Game six, he had a stupendous game. Fred Van Vliet in this entire final series for the Toronto Raptors was outstanding. Um, I saw I saw a stat that um, before he had his child, he was having an abysmal playoff run. And after his child was born, he just went off the rails. I mean, everything was just flowing for Fred Van Vliet. Mm. Kawhi Leonard, he was a little hurt in this playoff run. But he, but he still had, 
you know, obviously an MVP caliber playoff run for the Toronto Raptors. Marcus Saul had a great series. Marcus Saul had great a really, yeah. overall. And I mean, Nick Nurse, you know, after that, I, I don't know what he was thinking. After that mind-boggling timeout with three minutes left in, in uh, uh, what was it, game five, he came back and and sort of made up for it and... The Toronto Raptors won their won their first NBA title. Do you think that was maybe a lesson learned for Nick for Nick Nurse? Like, yeah, you know what? Maybe you know sure. what? I'm, I, I can't just in a championship kind of game where we got where we can win the title here. I can't put the guy. I well, can't put I, the pedal, un- pedal. I understand his thought process there. I understand it. It's just not the right time to call a timeout. Mm-hmm. It really was not. It, it it wasn't smart at all. I understand why he did it, but it wasn't smart at all, and it ended up costing him the game. So. Here we are, a few days later, the Toronto Raptors had their championship parade. The St. Louis Blues had their championship parade. Isn't it, isn't it great that we went from the Red Sox and Patriots winning their multiple, winning yet another title, winning their four championship, the Red Sox in 15 years, the Patriots winning their sixth Super Bowl, and then in a span of a few days, we get two teams who win their first. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's awesome. That's I, I think that's a great turnaround. It's, I mean, it's great to see, you know, I mean... We we've seen more and more teams recently, you know, break uh, break droughts, right? And their droughts. We saw we saw the Cubs a few years ago, and their a hundred year drought. I know, I know where you're going. I with mean, this. it's. I know where you're going. Where am I going with it? The Jets, the Knicks. I mean, it, but it gives you hope, right? Like, my, no, I was it talking, doesn't. Not with the Knicks I, and the Jets. No, but I, no, 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 no. I think it does. See, I think it does. Like, I was talking to this. I've, I've been talking to this with my brother. Uh, we see the Blues and the Ra- the Blues and the Raptors win. You see the Cubs win. You see the Eagles win. It gives seeing those teams win. It gives fan bases like the Knicks, the Jets, the Mets, the Cleveland Browns, the Detroit Lions, uh, you know, teams that have been suffering, teams that have had you know struggles for years. And it gives you hope that you know what if that if they can win a champ, the Red Sox in two thousand four, if they can win a championship. The Warriors, even the Warriors, even the, the Warriors, Warriors, well, the Warriors forty won. plus years yeah. without winning one, yeah. And then they became a dynasty. It gives you hope as a fan. So if you are a fan of the Knicks and the Jets, it, it, you know, like you are, Renee, it gives you hope that you know what that's that could be us one day. Why not? Why oh, not? For sure. right? Oh, one day, yeah. I mean, before uh, you know, before I die, this is gonna happen, right? I, I mean, it's bound to happen. I mean, my teams aren't gonna go one hundred plus years without winning a championship. It's just, it just can't happen, right? It, it, I mean. The Knicks haven't won one since the 70s. The Jets haven't won one since 1969, right? I mean, it's bound to happen at some point. Who Now, if you ask me the question, who I think is more likely to win it in the next coming years, I'll tell you the Jets. Of course. Right? If, if you ask me who, between the Jets and the Knicks, who's going to win it, it'll probably be the Jets, right? Because it seems like they're going in the right direction. It seems like they've got things... Somewhat under control after, you know, for years not having a franchise-looking quarterback. Now you have Sam Darnold in there. And you make the coaching changes. You bring in Adam Gase and the crazy eyes. You fire Mike McCagnan. You bring in Joe Douglas and the moves that he, the series of moves that he's made. I love that. And huh? bringing in uh, Hogan and, um, and Savage. Oh, Savage. I mean, he's rounding up his crew there. Alexander I'm, from the Ravens. I mean, if you ask me. The Jets are probably the prime team in my field of affiliated teams to probably be close closest to winning a championship. Uh, actually, I take that back. It'll probably be the Red Bulls, but it'll be the Red Bulls Red and Bulls. Jets as, as as being the closest ones to winning a championship. Yeah. Obviously, for, right? For, 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 oh, and the Yankees, for, but the Yankees always 
are relevant. Well, yeah, the Yankees, always, the Yankees are always in there. But yeah. it, um, for any fan, for any fan of a, of a team that's had uh, struggles over the over many, many, many years, excuse me, you see the you see a Raptors and the Blues and all these other teams like the Cubs and the Red Sox and the Warriors. It gives you hope. You know, it, it says, you know what? Hey, why not us? You know, we're not. It's it's going to happen. It's going to happen for our, my for our team one day. You know, I think that's what's great about the Raptors and Blues winning winning championships. After you see a team like the Red Sox and the Patriots win yet another title, yeah, you know, but you it, know, but you know, but you know what it is with those teams? It's consistency. Uh, yeah, that's a good word. I was, that's I was thinking the, of that. That's too. the thing it is with those teams, right? With the Boston, with the Boston Celtics, right? It was, uh, I mean, with the Boston Red Sox, it was consistency, right? They're consistently good. I mean, baseball, there's no cap, right? So they can spend all the money that they want in the world, right? But there is a luxury tax here. But, I mean, they could still spend all the money in the world. They did that. They right. won a championship. Right. The New England Patriots, they do it for some reason. It always works for them. They work smart. It's consistent. They've done it for the last 15 to 19 years. Right? Since, two, since 2000, right? Let's just put it that way. Since 2000, 2001, the, the, the Patriots have done it consistently. They've won AFC East titles. They've won AFC championships. They've won Super Bowls. How many do they have now? Six? Six. Model of consistency. That's what and is that's what, that, that is what is needed by these New York teams, by the Knicks, by the Jets, by the Mets. That's what's needed. There is that. There there is none. The Warriors have done the Warriors have now gained consistency over the last yeah. five or six years. But they built and they, have they, a, they built through the draft yes. correctly. And then they added pieces later on that added to that consistency. But it's there. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, right? Those are your, your, your three main players right there, right, in the nest. They're consistently good. You bring in a Kevin Durant, Andre Iguodala, consistently good. It's, always, it, it's just only going to flourish from there. The Knicks haven't had consistency. They can't keep a head coach for more than two years, Right? President of basketball basketball operations can't keep them around for more than two years. Why? Because they're no good. They bring in old veteran players who aren't going to work with this team. They give up assets for future drafts, give them away for old players that don't work out. You had interesting news about Anthony Davis just a few uh, before we went on before we started off uh, the well, show today. I, I think it was Howard Beck uh, who reported this that uh, the Knicks were are or were very fearful of striking out in this 2019 free agency period that they went to Anthony Davis and tried to sell him on joining the Knicks as a free agent in 2020. That's very interesting. Actually, I like that. That's actually very smart thinking ahead. Okay, we know we don't want to trade Anthony Davis and give up a haul like the Lakers did because we we can't really afford that. You know, we we need to we need to build Which through the draft. A smart a, it's thing a smart to move. Do. Yeah. But hey, if things hey Anthony Davis, if things don't go well with you in year one with the Lakers, like things didn't go well this past year, and you're not comfortable there, if you, if you like what you see here, if we get R.J. Barrett, so and so again, another free agent, mm-hmm. and we we why not we we'll still take you on a contract. That's why extension. I'm sort of optimistic with the Knicks mm-hmm. in how their future might be able to look after tomorrow night, right? Because that's when the NBA draft is tomorrow night, eight o'clock, right? Yep. You can you can listen to the home stretch here with Mike Guido, Tyler Harris, and Speedy Petey, uh, and uh, they'll give you a, a breakdown of pick by pick. Obviously, the New York Knicks 
uh, are going to be at the at, at the top of the order pretty much. It's going to be the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, and the Knicks. Um, and three. and and uh, the Knicks would being the number three pick. Obviously, all eyes are going to be on them, right? Because we already know Zion Williamson is going to go one. John Moran is probably going to go two. All eyes are on the Knicks and what they do there. So listen to the home stretch tomorrow night if you can't get to a TV. That'll definitely be must listen. Tyler Harrison, Mike Guido, Speedy Petey, right? Um, that's a quick little plug there, right? That's pretty, pretty, pretty good, right? That was, pretty, that was really good. That uh, was really good. I, plug, I, plug, I, plug. Th- thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but That was really good there. Uh, oh, Don, Don, thank you. It's been a long time. Uh, it, it has been, Don, it has. But um, back to the Knicks, right? After tomorrow night, we'll see where the future is going to stand. If you get R.J. Barrett, um, obviously they – it, it, it had been reported that the Knicks were listening to the Atlanta Hawks and possibly trading out of the three spot to get the eight and ten and get the Atlanta Hawks to jump up, right? Right. But obviously the Knicks, Knicks, uh, the Knicks, Knicks that, <laughs> right? They they they, they, de- they declined it. They are not listening to that anymore, which is smart because you have the number three overall pick and you can get uh, in a draft that's top three heavy, right? Right. After that, you don't really know where you're gonna get. I saw one. It's good for the Knicks. I saw something where the Pelicans might trade up. Oh, that, to that get would the be number, scary. To get, to get number two, they would get Barrett to team him up with with, with Zion, and then the Knicks would get Knicks. John Morant. Now that still would be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, sort, the number three. That's why I wasn't so overly angry at the fact that the Knicks didn't get the number one spot mm-hmm. because at number three you still have it's sort of like a consolation prize, right? You don't get the number one overall pick who we knew is going was going to be Zion Williamson, and we'll obviously find that out tomorrow night. But at number three, if, you know, the number two team doesn't pick John Morant, he's going to fall right to you. So, consolation prize. One way or another, you're going to get one of the top three guys in this draft. That's going to happen. And then we'll see what happens with free agency Right, Kevin Durant gets hurt. Kyrie Irving is rumored now to 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 basically go to Brooklyn. That's where it looks like he he's heading at this point, right? Kawhi Leonard is going to end up in Los Angeles with the Clippers, or he's going to stay with the Toronto Raptors. It, I know that the Knicks always strike out, and it, it never works out for them. But you have Steve Mills and Scott Perry. You have David Fisdale as your head coach. You got a bunch of young guys. You're going through the draft. You're acquiring draft assets, uh, draft picks. You know, just like they did in the Chris Porzingis trade, they got draft picks from the uh, from the Dallas Mavericks. You're taking it slow. You're going at it day by day. You have a plan in place. Don't deviate from the plan. Right. Right. Don't that- deviate from that plan because if you do, you're screwed. You're screwing your organization over, and we're going to continue to go through this. Every single year for the next four, five, six, seven, eight years, and you'll be in another rebuilding. Exactly, you'll be another rebuilding, which is stage. something that we can't afford here as Knicks, as the Knicks fans, right? We're only going to get more angry about that. Yeah, obviously the injury that takes a hit on the Knicks. Anthony Davis going to Los Angeles that takes a hit on the Knicks, possibly for next year, right? The way everything is sort of lining out to be now is for the Knicks to be striking out in this free agency period. That's that's where everything is lining up, right? So if that does happen. As long as you build through the draft and you build correctly, right? You can, well, I think you also have to be smart and free. Just do, you don't have to overpay. Just be well, smart that, and, and that, free. That's, that's the thing. You can't go and give middle-tier free agents top, top-tier free agent money. You can't. You just cannot. If you're the Knicks, you cannot do that. 
because that's what's gotten you in trouble before. You got to try and stay away from that. You got to call her on the line. Um, it's well, your friend. Uh, it's your friend. It's my friend? It's Hi, your friend. friend. It's your friend. <laughs> Renee, sweetie, what's up, pumpkin? How's it going, brother? You know, just the best. You know, Florida's beautiful. I'm glad you're enjoying Anyways, Florida. <laughs> I heard Evan mention the Pelicans trading up to two. That yeah. idea has to be dead now, right? Now, yeah, yeah, that, that was that was a possibility of a couple about a day or so ago. Now, of course, with this Mike Conley trade that happened earlier earlier today, yeah, that seems that's pretty much out. The, I would say that's pretty much not going to happen. I now. mean, I mean, you you pretty much know what the top three is. Everyone's signaling to you what the top three is now, right? Yeah, that, that's that's not, pretty not much. That we needed help. No, I mean, we knew this what like four or five months ago, maybe. Uh, I might be, I may be, I might be wrong on my timeline, but we, we well, already we knew, knew who the top three was. We going knew to be. it. We knew it the second that we knew it the second the Knicks got the third, the third overall pick yeah, in that lottery. We know it's Zion, Ja Morant, R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. That's going to be right. the top three, and then the fourth but pick will probably be Cameron. To tell you, they're taking Ja Morant, so the Pelicans' chances of trading up to two are oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're done. So it's, it's done. So at this point, it's done. So any chances the Knicks trade back? No, I don't think so. I think the the opportunity for the Knicks to trade back would have been with the Atlanta Hawks, who were offering the eight and ten pick. Um, I think the Knicks are keen on on getting RJ Barrett. I think that's who I think that's who their guy is, and I think that's who they're going to pick on uh, tomorrow night. I, I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or what's about it at this point. Um, you know, I mean, I hate to th- I hate to throw my own team in this mix, right? But the Celtics are looking to trade up, and they have three first round picks. So. Uh, you're trying to say that the that the Celtics are going to try and trade up into the top ten? I think they've already been looking to try to trade up into the. Top oh, I 10. mean, I mean, at this point, you you wouldn't be surprised. I mean, with the you're you're losing on on Kyrie Irving. Al Horford looks like he's looking to have, to find his way out of there. He declined that player option that he had. Um, so Al I mean, Horford, ridiculous. Al Horford, right now is expected to draw interest from the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Mavericks. The Lakers, the Mavericks, and the Clippers. Hmm, interesting. That's an interesting group of teams there. Yeah, I mean, wow, yeah, that's the the Clippers are probably be, probably be the the top team on his list. I think I think at that point. Yeah, this is according to Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer. The Mavericks are considered the favorites to really? land Al Horford, huh, and the two LA teams are said to also have interest, though they both have their sights set on on Kawhi Leonard. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, think about how interesting that could be for the Mavericks. That it could have Luka Doncic, Chich, the Unicorn, and Horford. That'd be an interesting team right there. That would be an interesting team. But the thing with the unicorn, right, uh, you got to see how he's coming off of that injury. Obviously, he didn't play all of last season. He has the offseason and training camp to really get going. Um, and he's been getting beat up in Lithuania or wherever he's from. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, it's just funny to see that. Uh, when I saw that, I was like, holy crap, this guy just can't. He can't win one. He can't. He really can't. The Celtics have actually checked in also with about a Clint Capella trade with the Rockets. I saw that earlier. I, I, how would you feel I about that? I saw a wacky trade earlier that was on Twitter that, that people said they were beating the bushes about was a three-team trade with Houston and Minnesota where Houston gets uh, Wiggins, uh, the Celtics get Chris Paul, and the Timberwolves get Gordon Hayward. Ugh. Really? I saw that earlier that that was being talked about. Now I mean, listen, it's Twitter, so I'm literally yeah. That's why. Yeah, that that yeah, exactly. That's why. That's why I'm kind of like shocked about that one. It was an actual legitimate reporter saying that that was being discussed. Now, I mean, who knows? But that just seems bad for everybody involved. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, well, in regards to that, the situation in Houston is is very like ugly right now. It's 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 very it's just it's, it's just so ugly right we now. We were talking about with Ray. We were talking about with Ray just on a few minutes ago on the haystack. Like it's it's. <laughs> The Warriors, the Western Conference, yes, the Western Conference with the Warriors situation is now open. I still think the Warriors are the favorites, but it is it is open for it's open for any team. That the Utah Jazz have made a move. I don't know the, how you can think the Warriors are still favorites when they're going to be still, without Clay and Durant. Like that's why I don't understand why the situation is so bad in Houston. Like you yeah. have to be the front runner right now. I I I totally I totally that's uh, why it I, makes, I understand that. And that's Ray, why it makes no sense how ugly the situation has gotten. So fast, I I don't get it. I mean, I understand that you had uh, for year for you know for the last you know few years you've had to run into the Golden State Warriors. You lost in the Western Conference Finals when Chris Paul got hurt. You lost this season in in uh, in the second round when uh, after Kevin Durant gets hurt, you think, oh okay, you, this is your open opportunity, and you fumble that and you lose. I mean. And that was this whole thing with Chris Paul versus James this Harden. This is the perfect opportunity for you to yeah. jump up and be that number one team in the Western Conference and take over from the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. This is the perfect opportunity. And now that you have all this bad chemistry issue, right? I mean, how it, it can't get any worse, can it? Can I, can I just bring up like a side note to the whole thing, right? Yeah, sure. What kind of douche fest are you talking about when you mention those three friends like LeBron, Carmelo, and Chris Paul? Does anyone like any of those guys? Huh. Why is it everywhere they go, every other player is like, dude, I'm never playing with that guy? <laughs> well, LeBron, because he has the old best player in the world stigma with Playable. him. Carmelo, yeah, no, one, no one's liked him for a long time. Let's be honest. Carmelo, because he is a ball stopper. Um, and Chris Paul, why? Because he blows out his hamstring every season? <laughs> I mean, that he just has... I guess bad muscles in his. But think about what kind of like douche fest you must have to be on like the banana boat crew. Just <laughs> everyone must hate them. <laughs> Besides Dwayne Wade, have you seen a more hateable threesome? Uh, no, not that I, not that I can recall. Can you recall of any? Well, I mean, don't, hated, don't you think hated, like, hated players? Don't you think there's got to be something to it where those three friends are just the three most hateable people in their industry? That's why they would have coexisted very well together. Oh, they would have. Well, how much? Well, wait. Didn't LeBron want Carmelo Anthony this past year in the, with the Lakers? Wasn't there, or before he went to? Um... I mean, I don't know anyone that wanted Carmelo this year. He was out no, there it was a few years ago with the Knicks. Few... Carmelo Anthony was still on the Knicks. Right. LeBron was still on the Cavs. Uh, right. LeBron wanted uh, Melo to come to the Cavs in, a, in some sort of a trade. And I know earlier before that, obviously during the free agency period, Chris Paul. Wanted to come to the Knicks, or or Melo wanted Chris Paul to come in. I mean, it's just, everybody. They all want to play together. That's just what it is. They all want to play together. They all want to have a banana boat party. Make any sense for like the infighting in Houston? Like Houston's like, let's tear it down. Let's say you know the Clint Capella rumors are out there. Everyone hates Chris Paul, and you're like the favorite. Now only, only, uh, only with the Rockets can this happen. And now, of course, D'Antoni is going into a pretty much a lame duck year. He hasn't signed next. He wasn't get extension. Now he's not going to get extension. He was. Now he's not. D'Antoni's actually just going to coach the rest of the year, and I guess, and then may pretty much probably head out after after this year. You know, it, it, it's interesting to see the Rockets get jumped over by, you know, Utah maybe the Lakers now if if they continue to make if they continue to make moves. 
Um, you know, Portland, I, w- I really want to see Portland make a big move in, in, in this offseason because I think they're a piece or so away from really becoming true contenders in the West and getting to the NBA Finals. And here, and like you guys have said, here's this golden opportunity for the Rockets, and there's you got this whole thing going they're on. So. Yeah, they're fumbling. Dude, I really like Mike Conley. Like, I don't want you to think I don't like Mike Conley, but let's be honest. Is adding Mike Conley to Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert beating the Timberwolves or even, better yet, beating the Nuggets? No, Mike Conley doesn't really move the needle necessarily. Um, I, I think they're still uh, uh, quite a few pieces away. I, I, I think, and I think you know we've seen that in the playoffs the last two years. How you know they haven't really matched up well with their opponents. Houston basically ran them over, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we we've seen we've seen that happen. So uh, Utah's still a few pieces away. I, I and the I, other signing today that like boggles my mind a little bit is. Yo, if you're in the air and you got Victor Oladipo, why are you signing Ricky Rubio? Because you you possibly maybe don't know how you what what kind of Victor Oladipo you're gonna get back after this injury. I mean, I'd still rather not piss off Oladipo and roll the dice with him than than go get Ricky Rubio. I mean, Ricky Rubio. I mean, let's be honest, he's probably gonna be the backup there, right? Ricky Rubio, a good player. You know, see, here's the problem. People think Ricky Rubio is no good. He's a traditional point guard. He's a pass-first point guard. He ain't Kyrie that shoots it 100 times. So everyone's like, oh, Ricky Rubio is no good because he don't score 30 points a night. But he's good. No, no. I, I, I think Ricky Rubio had a lot of hype coming out, coming out of that draft. I forget what year it was. Uh, obviously, but that's the other it, problem. Too much hype. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing with all these players, though. It's too much hype so early. Rubio. A lot of these players – Come in with so much hype, and then when it doesn't work out for them, right? And they move from team from team to team. You know that's when their that's when their stock takes a dip. Two thousand nine was Ricky Rubio. Yeah, but let's be honest. Did it not work out for Ricky Rubio just because he listen? He didn't live up to the hype. You're one hundred percent. You're spot on with that. But is he no good? Like no, oh, he's like no, he's he's a he's a above average player. I guess you could say is it was he fifth overall pick good? I guess no. Well, you see, that's where the hype thing comes into yes. play. That's where the hype thing comes into play, and he obviously didn't live up to that. He outlasted I'm, Anthony Bennett. Everybody outlasted Anthony Bennett. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, you know, like these guys that, like if you ever notice, right, these guys that play overseas, the uh, the Emmanuel Moutiers and the Jennings kid, and like a lot of these overseas kids, because a lot of people aren't really familiar with them, there's more of like a mystique and a hype and a myth than there is like, if you saw them playing in college. And I think that's where part of the problem comes in. Everyone's like, oh, we got this dude behind the mask that's from Spain. You know, like, what did they expect Ricky Rubio was going to do? He was going to light the world on fire. Basically, I mean, that, basically that's, what they were, that's what they were expecting. And that didn't work out. But I'm, like, you, like you said, spot on, though. We've seen that from a lot of, of, the, of these overseas players who coming into the draft, right, not many people know about them, but once they hear something, then there's all that hype. And then when they see it translate to an NBA field where you actually have the best players in the world playing, it doesn't translate. It doesn't go over. It doesn't right, happen. But, but to what you were saying, right, like, oh, he's going to light the world on fire and that kind of stuff. If he was really going to light the world on fire and everyone expected that, wouldn't he have been the first pick, not the fifth pick? Yeah. There you go. But instead, I mean, you had a a player who's not who's not even playing anymore. I mean, but uh, you know, like 
he was a fifth pick. Okay, you should have high expectations, but like, I mean, people dog Ricky Rubio. I think he's a pretty good player, man. No, I, I think he's, I think he's pretty good. Like I said, he's, he's not obviously upper echelon of, of players in the in the league, but he's definitely up there. He's serviceable, like you said. He's a traditional point guard. He is a ball mover first. He is, he's looking for the open man. He's looking for the assist, and then secondary is where he's looking for his shot. That's. Wait, but, but here's here's where I. You know, listen, I agree with you, but I also halfway disagree, right? Because you're like, oh, he's not upper echelon. Name me a better passer at point guard than fucking Rick, uh, than Ricky Rubio. Sorry about that. It's <laughs> about to say, I'm pretty, pretty sure. I heard a little. <laughs> so, no, we all heard that. <laughs> name, name, me a better, name me a better passer at point guard than Ricky Rubio. Name me one. A better passer than Ricky Rubio? Well, I mean, Ricky Rubio adds the pizzazz right to the passing. Yeah, that, that, that's, what, mean, that's what Ricky Rubio does. But, I mean, passer-wise. Tiny Spanish Magic Johnson. He, he's filthy. He's filthy when he when he decides to put the handles in it. You know, behind the backs. He's he he, he could be filthy. Anthony Bennett, to answer your question, is in the Clippers G League. He's still playing. He's in the clip. Well, he's in the G League for the Clippers. Listen, man, Dude, he's he needs still to retire. young. Like, when you go, he's still playing. He's still really young. No, like, he was hot garbage uh, I get it. though. He was a bust. Like he was you know, hot. Wikipedia. No, that's fine. He was hot garbage though. There's no. I I I wouldn't be. Even the Wikipedia page. The Wikipedia page is. Is right, is actually right. Says right here, he's considered one of the greatest draft busts ever, and it's like that's like just to put it right there on the Wikipedia page. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, yeah, got, Wikipedia is filled out by people. You can edit no, that I know, yeah. I know, but I know, but like whoever, who knows? Evan might have updated that page nah. just not to say that. Uh, Jeff, whoever, we whoever, put, whoever put that in there, whoever put that I'm in there, now. the page to say he's the only thing more disappointing than James Dolan. How's that? Oh, that, that, that impress you? <laughs> Not bad, not bad. <laughs> Jeff, we gotta go to break, man. We appreciate the call, brother. Uh, it's been it's been Stop fun hearing from Ricky you. Rubio. What? Stop hating Ricky Rubio. I ain't, Rubio. No, ain't nobody hating Ricky Rubio, man. Ricky Rubio, man. That that. Come on, Steve. On, dude, you should be on Ricky Rubio. You should be the the, cheer, the head cheerleader of Team Ricky Rubio. <laughs> You're the only guy that is that, taller than Ricky Rubio. You could be in the league if Ricky Rubio is in the league. I can actually pass the ball pretty well. Renee, you know, I love to see it. Renee, rock, I love to see what a Knicks uniform and oh, you're playing for the Knicks. No, 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 no. You're, I mean, pass, I got, you're no, passing no. it to <laughs> you're passing it to to uh, uh, Dennis. De, de, Dennis I'll, I'll give it to Mitchell Robinson on the Mitchell inside. Robinson, he can lay it up for. He can RJ put it up Barrett, for yeah, we'll and you're you're, you're arguing. You're arguing with David Fisdale. You get an argument. <laughs> then James Dolan gets to an argument with you, and then you're banned. And then you you and you're, then I'm banned from the from garden. The you can't come I'm back to the garden the anymore, guy. even though you're even though you're one of the Knicks' best players. Oh God, because but Dolan but doesn't. Here, but here's the, here's the fly in the ointment with Evan's argument. <laughs> Renee would be an upgraded point guard for the Knicks. Ah, there we go. There we go. I like that. Good way to end the call. I mean, who do they got on point guard? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> right now. But Dennis Smith Jr., that's it. Oh, man. I, I would actually like to see the two guys with glasses, him and Fisdale, fight each other. Oh, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. Four eyes. Four eyes on the court. Thanks for the, thanks for the call, Jeff, man. We appreciate it. Um, All right, boys. Enjoy your day. Take, take, care. take it easy. Uh, so, with that being said, we're going to go to break. When we come back, the start of the 3 o'clock hour, we, we didn't even talk about what I wanted to talk about first. We ended up getting into this. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, baseball, the New York Yankees and the New York Mets. Yankees making an acquisition the other day. Edwin Encarnacion uh, brought the parrot over to the Bronx. Showed, Edwin, it, showed it out last night. The Yankees get the Yankees now. We'll have John Colstead. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah that's, that's what I want to talk about. That, that's what I want to talk about. Just the, the power in the Absolutely. Line. So we'll talk about that when we come back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. 
You're listening to Tech Shock Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, 3 o'clock hour here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. I'm Renee Canales. That's Evan Mazza, our producer for the day. Hello. Uh, I miss Big Mike, man. It's just his voice and his puns. It's kind of weird not we, listening to we them. All, every day Big Mike is, is, uh, is not in the studio is a, is a bad day. Yeah, because it's, we, it's, need, it's, we need Big Mike's positive, <laughs> happy, pun, you know, his puns. We, but we need his you know, happy ad. Absolutely. I agree with that. 100%. Love you, Big Mike. Absolutely. You're the oh, best. See you next week, buddy. See you, ne- um, <laughs> see you next week. Uh, I'm on, uh, on the Twitter right now, right? On the Twitter? On the Twitter. Uh, NBA Mock Draft Top 10 came out. For ESPN? No, this is Yahoo. Oh, Yahoo. Yahoo Sports. Uh, so, obviously, one through three, Zion Williamson, John Morant, R.J. Barrett, to the Pelicans, Grizzlies, and to the Knicks, right? That's the top three. Number four to the New Orleans Pelicans is Jarrett Culver of Texas Tech. Number five going to the Cavs, DeAndre Hunter from Virginia, going six from the, North, uh, from the Tar Heels, North Carolina, oh, Kobe White. Um. Number seven to the Chicago Bulls, Darius Garland out of Vanderbilt. Going eight to the Atlanta Hawks, Cam Reddish from Duke. Going nine to the Washington Wizards from France. Uh, let's see if I pronounce his name right. Siku Dumbuya. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I pronounce his name right. And going 10 to the Atlanta Hawks as they have the eight and 10th pick, Jackson Hayes out of Texas. Um, I think we're going to have Guido on the show tomorrow. From two to four here on the on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, right? Um, talking about the draft possibly, or it might right. is it tomorrow or Friday? Well, the draft is tomorrow. Yeah, it might be tomorrow. It might be tomorrow. The so draft we might is have, tomorrow. Yeah, so we might have Guido on tomorrow here on the show. So you're uh, definitely talk about the draft then. before we talk baseball. Are you ready for this? Ah, yeah. So yeah. Kevin O'Connor, Kevin O'Connor uh, of the of the Ringer, NBA analyst for the Ringer. Okay. Put out uh, said that the Houston Rockets uh-huh. explore trading Chris Paul Uh-oh. to the New York Knicks, oh, and the New York Knicks said no. No, they refused. Good, the Knicks because you got to give up assets. You're going to take on that body, that bad contract. Yeah, the Knicks. Good. Yeah, good. The Rockets I take it. The Rockets recently explored trading Chris Paul to the Knicks, but the Knicks refused. Good job, Steve Mills and Scott Perry. Great job. I mean, I mean, I would not I take like, that trade. I like Chris Paul, but Chris Paul, seven, eight, nine years ago, I think you're, you're, set, you, you're, you're setting the it, franchise you, back. Yeah, because you at that you point, you, it's, Anthony Davis you're setting it back. Anthony Davis is a great player. No ifs, ands, or what's about it. One of the best players of this era, right? Uh, of like, let's say the 2010s and on, well, right? This, this past, this, 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 this generation, this, this, gen- this little generation we got going on here. Yeah, one of the best players out of Kentucky. The brow, right? But if I'm the Knicks, I, obviously he ended up with the Lakers, right? That was big news over the weekend. Right. Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers return uh, in return sent Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, and draft picks. Three, I think it was three draft three picks. draft picks, but it could be more. It, I mean, they, well, they, the yeah. Pelicans, the Pelicans, pretty much control the yeah, Lakers' yeah, yeah, future. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. So, right, if the, the Knicks were in the conversation for for possibly trading for uh, for Anthony Davis. In my eyes, I thought that was the wrong thing for the Knicks to do, and obviously they didn't do it, right? Because you're setting your, your franchise backwards. Be- I know Anthony Davis is young. He's ready to play. He wanted to move out of uh, – he wanted an out out of uh, New Orleans. But at that point, the Knicks, you don't know where you're going to get yet. The Knicks were still a raw team. They're still young, right? You don't know what type of free agents you're going to get. You don't know if Kevin Durant's going to come here anymore. He's hurt. 
He's going to be out all of next season. Right. You don't know what you're going to get. Kyrie Irving is probably going to Brooklyn or he's going somewhere else. But he's not going to the Knicks. Right? Kemba Kemba Walker Walker is more more than likely going to stay in Charlotte or... Going to the Lakers. No, I don't see that. You don't see that? No, I don't. Well... The, okay, yeah, that's right. The Lakers have twenty two, twenty three million right now. They don't have money, they don't but, have they, but they like him. They really they, no, want. Oh Kemba. yeah, the Knicks. Really want I, if I'm the Knicks, right, and the I, Knicks prefer Kemba Walker over Kyrie. If, if I said it from the start, right, even before uh, the news of Kyrie going to Brooklyn and Kemba taking less money to stay in Charlotte, I always said, if I'm the Knicks, I go Kevin Durant, Kemba Walker. That's where I go. Then Kevin Durant gets her Kawhi and Kemba Walker. Ka- Kawhi Leonard obviously is going to go end up going to L. A. Probably going to the Clippers more than likely, or he's staying in Toronto. Regardless of the fact, if I'm the Knicks, I wouldn't I wouldn't put the future in jeopardy for trades for players that can possibly work out here. Anthony Davis is a free agent after next season. You don't know what's going to happen there. Of course, yeah, it was more than likely he was he would have signed an extension, but that's not for sure. Things can change. Things can go really sour. Really quick. That's why. That's why it's it's really big for the Lakers to be successful exactly. because this year, because if the Lakers are having the same problems this year and there's more dysfunction going on, uh, or or just the team is flat out struggling because again, like we've we've mentioned before, they need to get pieces around Anthony Davis yeah. and, and LeBron. What's stopping Anthony Davis from saying, you know what? I tried it here in L.A. I love LeBron, but Le- but LeBron is get, not getting any younger. Eighteen, this will be year eighteen going into the following year. This is seventeen mm-hmm. going to next year. Eighteen, the next the following year. You know what? The Knicks, the Knicks are another team. Look good. I I, I want to win a championship. Let me go there and and sign an extension there. And that team will sign. The Knicks have said, like you said before, like you reported before, like you said before, the Knicks have said, you know what? We'll take you next year. Yeah, we'll How- take Howard you next year. Beck. Howard Beck is Howard the one Beck that said reported. That. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. NBA draft is tomorrow night. Knicks, obviously, uh, with the number three pick. Looks like it's going to be R.J. Barrett if things go well, right? So we'll see what happens. On Friday, obviously, we'll talk about it. You know, what is next for the New York Knicks? But until then, we're going to move on. Let's look at baseball, right? Because, um, oh, how quickly things have changed in in, in, in the New York market in terms of baseball, right? The New York Yankees over the weekend, while they were in Chicago, where they uh, where they um, split the series, a four game series with the Chicago White Sox, um, acquired Edwin Encarnacion for basically nothing, just cash, pretty much. Yeah, it, it was it was Edwin Encarnacion, a pitcher. Yeah, uh, um, I forget his first name, but his last name was Then. Let me get let me get let me get the trade for you. Uh, I think it was Justin Then. Justin, let me get the trade up for you. Um, but basically, for, for basically what it was was Edwin Encarnacion. For Nick Rumble. Literally, that's what it was. Uh, the Rays are paying Edwin Encarnacion some money because of a three-team trade that actually landed Edwin Encarnacion in Seattle. One thing. One thing. Cash considerations. Yep. Basically, that's what it was. So the, the, so the Yankees are, are p- pretty much paying not much for Edwin Encarnacion's services. He leads the American League in home runs yes. uh, with 22. Hit, hit one Gar- yesterday. Hit a hit, home run yesterday. He hit one last night. He brought the parrot out in the Bronx for the first time as a New York Yankee. Looked lovely. All the guys in the, in the club in the in the in the clubhouse, um, in the dugout. Excuse me. All had the parrots out. Uh, perfect timing for the New York Yankees because I mean, yesterday they get back Giancarlo Stanton. This weekend it looks like they're getting Aaron back Judge. Aaron Judge. And man, oh man, look at that lineup from top to bottom. 
The lineup, the lineup, the lineup is as and disgusting. Now, what, what, what? Now this is what? What's the effect now for Clint Frazier? I think uh, that Clint he's, now, he's, now the, he's I, now the he's the biggest. He's the uh, bait. He's the bait. He is the bait for any trade that the Yankees are going to do for a starting pitcher. No, I, 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 think, I agree. That's what's going to happen. He's going to be, he's going to be used as a trade for now. The Giants obviously are talking to the Twins about for Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting to watch uh, as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline. Trevor Bauer Trevor still Bauer's out still out there. Um, so the, the the Yankees have options. Frazier has hit very well. Who's batting in, in you batting know, 283 yep. that the Yankees will put out say, hey, this will get a big time started because nine For runs sure. a game, right? I mean, they, they, they took him out of the first inning. They, they routed won. him in route. So right now, when he, I, I mean, when he got a 6 nothing lead. Uh, 250th win in the major leagues. Just, but we all know that the Yankees um, holder in the um, in the bullpen warming up. It would it might have been a second. That that becomes a that becomes an even more for Canasio. Luke Voigt, yep. DJ LeMay, who was hit. DJ LeMay, who when that move MVP. was made, so I was like, oh, DJ LeMay, who was a Yankee? because that oh, was, wow, that, that's a with uh, that's, with runners that, score still that's incredible. The move for DJ LeMay wasn't necessarily there to sort of play all the infield positions when the guys needed the days off, right? Didi Gregorius, you season, right. so you thought, right? DJ LeMay who's going to play a, a lot of third base. Then you had the emergence, very good defensively, and he was batting you around 340 for yeah. a while. So that... Just a very good, solid hitter with, with Colorado. He could hit anywhere around the field. Oh, it's, it, it's that, outstanding. That, it was when that... We look at uh, for, uh, in the Edwin Encarnacion deal with the New York Yankees, right? Yankees paid for Edwin Encarnacion. Wow, what, it was think, a no-brainer. Wow, the, Already a stacked line that just got Jose Altuve, Altuve back. back. Right, right. So you know what they're going to give you. They won a World Series championship already. Lemay, who is four sixty nine with runners in square position. Lemay, keep the Astros and the Rays at bay in terms of Edwin Encarnacion. Glaber Torres is going to bat ninth in this line. I mean, Glaber Torres, Yankee lineup, is batting ninth. He's going to bat ninth when once Aaron Judge comes back. The best night for home runs. Well, that I, I and, can't and explain. Four straight Can games. anybody explain what Cameron May was doing? Can- five, five home runs. Who, can, who, four consecutive games how? with a home run. How? It is in, for a long time. It's it, on, uh, on the bench. Been I'm looking at it last year. Last year we're on eight RBI. He, uh, he was actually acquired. In, mm-hmm. Awful with the Cardinals. Last, something just you just go to the or it just happens with them. For possibly making as Aaron Judge is going to come up. It's going to Edwin Encarnacion is going to be the full. It's not and, going Gardner's not going anywhere. He's going to Buckman got options once again to to uh, uh, third base. More on a full time Edwin Encarnacion. Sort of Michelle is going to be there. Right. Pitching, and, now, and they got to find that. No, guy. no, and. It's just about fine radio uh, driving as being the same that it was from the Madison's last one, the World Series, when he has, is not the same Bumgarner that he was a few. Yeah, right? I, don't what, I don't know what that was. Don't die. Ago, you know, it, for just for literally just hitting a home run poorly, but at the same time, playoff atmosphere again, like he was with the Giants, just race and making a run to the World Series. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can't if, I think you can, um, And the next, right? That's a good sign that Luis Severino will be back at some point. Either at the All Star, right? I think that's what the Yankees are sort of banking on here, and sort of doing and doing their due diligence. I'm including Esteban Florial and in, in whatever package. Now I'm thinking ahead to the off season. You know, obviously we're not. I think I think it's on what they get in return, right? And that and that's sort of like the until you actually give them some playing time. And we saw what Gio Urshela could do. Defensively, that was the question mark with Andujar and his defense. Mm-hmm. Do you put Andujar on the trade market and say, you know what, a big return for him? Like, at first, like, That's what's going to end up happening. 
for four. I know they got the Red Sox series come up. And I think that's where West Ham. You then they do the the London the Trop in Tampa Bay. Uh, Rays, do, do they see? Astros, like gonna, it's like, no. uh, it is Chad Green. Right. It's Framber Sunday. Sunday. Two o'clock start on Sunday. Miley versus Masahiro Tanaka. Sunday. They're, they're on their way to possibly seventh inning right now. At this point, right? It's last season because they. Yeah, they but I mean, I mean, right now they 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 lost the first. Uh, they lost uh, two out of three to the Orioles in the beginning of the season. Right. But since then they've they've just completely demolished them. They've won six out of eight against the Rays. Um, Toronto Blue Jays. They've be, they've only faced them three times so far. They lost two out of three. We'll see. We'll see how it goes on from there. But I mean, and 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 against the Red Sox, they've won four out of five. I believe yes. it is. Yes. So I mean, so far, so good when it comes to the Yankees in the American League East. Well, they took two. There was the game. The game got postponed over the week uh, when they played Boston. They took. They end up taking two out of three. Yeah. In the series. Oh uh, yeah, because it was series. a four game set, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, that one of the first game got postponed. And then you have the two game series coming up in London. So I mean, it, it, it right now it's as good as it can get for the New York Yankees. It really is. And you get your big, big time bat coming back this weekend. It looks like. Yeah. It's only good news here for the Yankees. Only good news. Um, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to touch on the Mets a little bit because I don't know, man. It's getting close. I think it's getting to that time where we're going to hear, E-R, fire. Wait, 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 wait. No, it's not that. It's not oh, it's not that? that? See, see, it's not that. It's not that? What no, is it then? You got to let, you gotta let me know what it it's is. It's not then. that. It's not that. We are Was pretty- I close? No, well, no, 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 no. It's not that. Hold on a minute. See, I, I, as as someone who has been as who has been working this for eight months now, can't mm-hmm. it's been that long. I should, I should have, should I have should this have, thing ready. I should now. have this thing ready by now. But but it's not ready. It's so. not ready yet. But it's gonna be ready because I'm totally not doing this to kill it to. Uh, to oh, stall. I see. Yeah, you I'm, I'm totally not stalling. I'm not stalling. You're I swear, not I'm not. Uh, the new, uh, it's t- it's t- we're almost at. We're almost at. Yeah, you're almost there. Sell, uh, sell, sell. Sell, oh, sell, sell. oh, oh, yes, sell, yes! Sell, it is time sell, to sell. Sell, 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 sell. Um, We're almost there. Almost. I, I, they had, they had the meet. I guess they had the meeting yesterday, and they they made some moves. Nimmo, Nimmo, I guess Nimmo. I yeah, Nimmo's going to be year. shut down for a while. Familia now goes to the injured to the injured list, and I think for Familia, it's it's just best to just get his head straight, see what's going on, see, and try no, to no, work no, things it's, out. It's, it's best to sit his ass down because uh, he's I mean, god awful. I mean, Terrible. anything, anything, just just anything. He has just, a close to eight ERA, dude. Oh, he's in bad. the bullpen. Oh, it's bad. He's in the bullpen. How do you have close to an it's eight bad. ERA? It's disgusting. It's bad. It really is. You know, and they they got a nice win yesterday. Hopefully, hey, hopefully you can take two out of I mean, three tonight. I mean, that's a hell of a game by uh. But this by team De, by Degrom last night. Take it to Grom. Hey, eight, eight good, hey, he got run it? support. Eight he and got, two thirds. He got run support. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't go for the. I'm surprised they didn't let him go nine. No, no, but, they did. He gave up the two. He gave oh, up the right, two runs right, in the ninth in the game. That's right. That's right. That's right. Which is I I'm, which I'm fine with. I'm cool with that. That's right, right. Because you keep out of your bullpen pretty right. much. Yeah. Well, anything anything to get out of the bullpen. That's the thing. Like anything to get out of this bullpen right now. Because like you need your stars to go seven, eight, nine innings just to end. You you need your offense to give you. That's and that's the thing. What's what's happened with this team over the last three and a half weeks is that, or what, or so, they have let so many games get by them. It's scary. A How lot of it ga- has to do with the bullpen, and it, it, yeah, a lot of it has to do with the bullpen. But I think a lot of it also has to do with a pitcher, Zach Wheeler. How many times can Zach Wheeler have a bad inning? Like he starts off a game nice, four, five, six innings, and then the sixth inning happens, everything and everything just goes down. Yeah, but you, but you know what? Yeah, you know the, what's it's different? The bullpen. You know what's different about this Mets team, though. And now that we're talking about it. 
They're actually getting run support. They're actually scoring runs. They're scoring runs. But, but, you, the, but you know but who's the, been the guy? It's Pete been Alonso. that 24-year-old rookie. <laughs> I understand that. It's Pete Alonso. I, I get that. I totally get that. But you're getting the run support. The bullpen just can't keep it together. Oh no! It's the, a, in the series against the Cardinals. The Mets had chances to win those games. Oh, they should have. The won. bullpen blew it. They should have the won. Giants series. The bullpen blew it. They should have won three out of four against the against. They should have swept the Giants. They should have beaten the the Cardinals three out of four. They should have beaten the Dodgers three out of four. They should have beaten the D backs two out of three. All that and it's not. And you know what? It's not. It's it's bullpen, but it's also guys who you say who you see who you usually say oh yeah they can get the job done. Edwin Diaz has had a rough stretch. He has has Jerry, had a very Jerry's bad stretch. Has been, Jerry's familiar has been terrible. Has been he, 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 he actually along with Jed Lowry might be the worst offseason signings of the of the year. Might be the worst offseason signings maybe for the year. And then you um, got and then you Gazelle, got Robert Gazelman who's been awful. imploding. He's been right? awful. Seth Lugo has been decent. You can say that, but there's right? There's only so much you can rely on. I, Lugo exactly, to go and this is why I don't think Mickey Calloway is all at fault for it. it I, I it's, feel, it's not I feel Mi- it's him. not Mickey Calloway's no, fault because I, I he agree. has to go to the bullpen. I he agree. can't expect the starter to go out there eight and nine innings every single day. I, a, I agree. With a you. pitcher is going to have a bad outing. A pitcher is going to have an outing where he's going to go six, maybe seven innings, right? But you can't bank. On your bullpen anymore. I agree. The with bullpen you. is terrible. I it's agree imploded. You. you really can't fault Mickey at, no, for that. I agree. You know with who you. gets the fault for that? Brody Van Wagenen. Because he's the one that assembled the bullpen. He had an opportunity to go out there and get Adam Adovino. No, it's it, it, but most of Brody's, he had the opportunity to get Zach Britton, most and of, he didn't. Most of Brody's moves, and I'm, I won't put Diaz in there because I do think Diaz has been fine overall. He's just had a he's had a bad stretch. Most of Brody's moves, other than Diaz and I'll say Ramos, I think Ramos has done nicely this year, ha- have not worked out. The Ramos has had his issues. Out. Ramos has had his issues. He sort of came around on that a little bit, right? For a little bit, but he's had his issues. But and I think I also, but I, yeah, I agree. Like the, the Syndergaard thing against the Giants, that's where I kind of maybe put a little blame on Callaway because that's where I say yeah, you, you don't take him out in that moment. Yeah, you let him finish. You let him finish the game, but other than that. Yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to fault Mickey Callaway on a lot of things. It really it, it, is. I don't think it's necessarily all his fault. He does have some blame for it, right? There are situations where he gets the blame, but Brody Van Wagen is the one who deserves all the blame here. Oh sure, Bro- Mo- Bro- oh sure, not it's all of it. Not all. Ninety percent of the blame just, just, goes, goes on Brody Van Wagen. It goes to the players who just need to perform. That's it. That's pretty much what my takeaway is on on this season. It's just it's, these it. players have to just perform. That's pretty much it. These players, these players have shown they can perform. They have to perform. That's it. And they need to win some series. It'd yeah. be nice if you can win a series against the Braves two out of three. That'd be nice. They won't. <laughs> I guess we'll find they, out, they but won't. it'd be nice. All right. Let's go to break. We'll be back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalked Up. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. Last segment here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Uh, still 6-1 Yankees, bottom of the seventh inning, one man on. Uh, Luke Voigt's up to bat. Uh, so if anything happens there, we'll give you an update on that. Um, let's take a look at the world of soccer real quick, right? We got the FIFA Women's World Cup in full swing. The United States won their first two group games um, against Thailand and against Chile. Still haven't uh, been scored upon 
or scored on, I guess you could shut say. Out, shut out 13 nothing. shut out 3 nothing. Yeah, so they have a plus 16 goal differential right now, which obviously if they drew against Sweden tomorrow, obviously gives them uh, the uh, top spot in Group F, or if they win, obviously three, they get the uh, top spot. In three group nothing F. against Chile, but boy, it could have easily been six or seven nothing. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, they, they dominated. Uh, they, they goal, dominated. Uh, Chile's goalkeeper Endler was just she played great, fantastic. She played great. She 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 took two goals away from Kristen Press. Yeah, uh, definitely been six seven nothing. Oh, oh, oh yeah, they, I mean, I mean they, they had they, the entire game. Yeah, and Madden in the first game. Against Thailand. Good job by arresting everybody. Carly Lloyd got this. Both of them are capable of doing excellent job, right? And the United States win their group. It's World Cup uh, final. Yeah, around the, uh, later today, uh, tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Uh, Alex Morgan is still the Sam Kerr from Australia. Women's World Cup ever. Uh, which a lot of people don't like to watch it. Anything that, that, that involves soccer. But they cause ha- they wreak havoc. Obviously, you know the United States with their three women's. World. Sort of, it, it, there, there's a little more intrigue. All three t- got, got saved twice. The PK was retaken because, like we said, the United States plays tomorrow. A draw gets them that. A law. Talk more about the game tomorrow on the show. The United States is going to go back to their first lineup that 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 back um, with a much better opponent than Thailand and Chile. Come uh, uh, second and third, actually, DJ Lemay. The United States they have to be the careful defensively. They haven't gotten any pressure whatsoever from Eden. Is is a team that will, that likes to attack. Right? The United States can control the midfield. They will probably make one save maybe in the first on this one. The United States controlled the midfield. Good game in their in her first game at the World Cup. Yeah, as I tweeted always, out on Saturday, yeah. big in any game. She's it's it's you know, over this tournament went at all. What do you see? So it can make some noise in the and you have you're you're so top heavy four years ago. And I have to look out for Italy. Uh, one, I guess it as well. Canada can be very sneaky. Who's somebody that the other team? I was missing out on Brazil. Brazil's the other team, right? Marta has played his three World Cups. Let alone six. Slower, but final. Or it'll be, yes, I think the United States will be Sweden. What happened to the United States last night for the World Cup? Uh, so hits them right off the nose, goes into the back of the net. Nothing to sneeze. Have their players there. I want to see them play. Have to beat right. in this Gold Cup. Lost to Jamaica, and they lost to Venezuela on consecutive friendly matches. Before then, they picked Burhalter era with the United States started. Not, it, as expected, the United States should win that game. Easily should win that game. They're coming up with two nothing, right? The, these Concacaf uh, teams, they, they bad, terrible. Curacao only won one. I'm on the seventh. This one seems to be just about over. Play Honduras on on Tuesday <laughs> next Tuesday night. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Yeah, I mean, there's that tournament going, um, and that's where you get Venezuela. Uh, had three coming off of a two nothing victory over Argentina on Saturday. All at the same time, it's all fun. So yeah, I mean, stay tuned, grow. And you know, as as fans of the lore, man, it's it's just um. So final update: opportunity to tack on a, a series against the Houston Astros coming up starting tomorrow for. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll talk more on that. But that does it for Training us. Training camp is right around the corner. Yeah, it really. I just want to see what they do moving forward, right? Because they, I they, I love. I mean, they, I mean, they, I'm, I'm I'll miss. Hogan as well. Rex Hogan out from Indy. He's bringing his guys, guys with winning. He got he got a contract for six years. Make these six years count. Winner, that's all he told I care about. Quarterback, he told you, quarterback, offensive line, defensive line. That's, that's what wins you football games. That's what wins you championships. Get that offensive line intact. Help, he's helped teams win three rings. He yeah. knows. He just, this recently helped Philadelphia, so yep. you're not going to want to miss that. I'm pretty sure. 4 p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network for Evan Mazza. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow. You're, you're, you're listening.
listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.